0: This is Archbishop Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago. Today, I invite you to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a non-for-profit apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization that utilizes media, both old and new, to share the faith on every continent and facilitate an encounter with Christ in his church. The efforts of Word on Fire Catholic Ministries engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. This is an invitation to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's word of love for each of us. When our hearts are open, the Lord changes and transforms us so that we in turn begin to share the warmth and light of Jesus Christ who is the Word on Fire. The global benefactors of Word on Fire Catholic Ministries, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today we resume ordinary time in
1: the life of the Church after the long period of Lent and then the great celebration of Easter, culminating in Pentecost, then the Feast of the Trinity, and then the Body and Blood of the Lord. So now we come back, and I always say with a certain uh, sense of satisfaction to ordinary time. And the readings given to us are really magnificent for today. In our second reading, Paul tells us we walk by faith and not by sight. It's a lovely summary of the Christian life. What does it mean? Well, it means that we see the world around us as anyone else does. We don't see a different world, and we learn to understand it according to all the conventional categories, political, cultural, economic, etc. Christians don't turn from the world that reason delivers. That's why, as I've said a thousand times in these sermons and my videos, that faith is not opposed to reason. It does indeed go beyond reason, but it's not opposed to it. Christians look at the same world anyone else does, and we do understand it according to all the conventional categories. However, our primary orientation is not given by reason. It's given by faith. Again, this has nothing to do with, with credulity or irrationality or superstition. Listen, it has to do with an appreciation of God and the movement of God precisely in and through all of the conventional events perceived in the conventional manner. That's called walking by sight, what our minds can grasp. Nothing wrong with it. But see, we walk primarily not by sight, but by faith. That means we are attentive to God and the movement of God. And see, that cannot be a matter of direct vision, as though God is... One more agent in the world. So I'm looking at political people, cultural figures, pop stars, and oh, there's God. No, no, God isn't seen that way. God's appreciated through faith, which is a perception that goes beyond reason without contradicting reason. And so in our very lyrical reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, we hear this. God will take from the crest of the cedar, from its topmost branches, tear off a tender shoot, and plant it on a high and lofty mountain. It shall put forth branches and bear fruit and become a majestic cedar. Now we hear those words and say, well, that's nice poetic talk, but what's that all about? We've got to remember, Ezekiel had been a temple priest in Jerusalem. He'd been carried off in the first wave of the Babylonian captivity. He was writing what we now recognize as the book of the prophet Ezekiel to his fellow exiles during perhaps the lowest moment in the history of Israel. Israel had been overwhelmed, first by Assyrians, then by Babylonians, the best and brightest carted away to a distant country, Israel, Yahweh's chosen people, seemed to be scattered, denigrated, carried away. Ezekiel's audience, watching the signs of the times, reading their lives according to conventional categories, must have been dejected beyond words and utterly doubtful regarding the great promises that Yahweh had made to his people including the promise that the line of David would go on forever and that a son of David would be the king of the nations. Honestly, this must have seemed a cruel joke to them. But Ezekiel, walking by faith and not by sight, sang this lyric of the house of David. Being established on the high mountain and becoming home to all the nations. That's what the image means here. Taking a shoot from this tree and planting it on a high mountain. And he concludes by saying, birds of every kind shall dwell beneath it. That's an old trope from the ancient world, meaning it will become an imperial power. The birds of the air, meaning all the nations will come and dwell beneath it. What is God up to? Sometimes it's exceedingly hard to see. But we trust because we walk by faith and not just by sight. What God is doing might happen slowly and in the face of overwhelming contrary evidence. But God is always acting. From the smallest beginnings can come the accomplishment of God's purpose When Israel is at its lowest point, Ezekiel sings of its great universal destiny. Now, five centuries after Ezekiel, Jesus made much the same point. Here's now from our gospel. This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter a seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and through it all the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. God is working, though we cannot see it with our ordinary eyes. We cannot understand it in terms of the ordinary categories. God's at work, but we know not how. That's all right. We walk by faith and not by sight. And this is why the kingdom is also, in Jesus' great parable, like a mustard seed, the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants so that, listen again, the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. That's the same image from the prophet Ezekiel because Christ is talking about the same thing which is the reestablishment of the great kingdom of David who is he but the son of David establishing a kingdom but in a very unconventional way beginning with a mustard seed with the smallest and most insignificant of seeds but it will grow Into this great world spanning, indeed world dominating reality. What the first Christians perceived is that the mustard seed was Christ himself crucified. Can you imagine now, using ordinary vision, employing ordinary categories, can you imagine a more despicable, low level, hopeless beginning? Talk about a mustard seed. But from it, through the power of the resurrection and the sending of the Holy Spirit, has come this great tree, which, even at the time when the New Testament was being written, was becoming a worldwide power the church which begins with a 30-year-old man dying on a terrible instrument of torture, his disciples having fled, and his enemies mocking him. Talk about a mustard seed. But the church grows and grows. And see, friends, watch this pattern repeated now up and down the centuries of the church's life. Francis of Assisi, something of a drifter, kind of a 'er ne'er-do-well, A young man who had repudiated the way of his father and was following the prompting of the Lord. But, you know, most people in the beginning thought he was crazy, dangerous, uh, deranged. Talk about a mustard seed. And then this, this kid hears a voice, Francis, rebuild my church. And in his innocence and naivete, he begins putting one stone upon another in a run-down church near his home. But soon he attracted followers. Their number grew into the hundreds. The first Franciscan missionaries moving into Germany and to Spain, they were stoned, they were chased away, they were killed, talking about a mustard seed. But within a hundred years of Francis death, they were a worldwide organization, which they remain to this day. Charles Luanga was the chief of pages in the court of a wicked African king back in the 1880s. When the king asked sexual favors of Charles and his friends, they refused. He blamed their Christian faith, led them out to be burned to death at a place called Namugongo outside of Kampala. Charles, a young man in his early 20s, went without protest and endured the flames without complaint until at the very end he sighed. Oh, God. Talk about a mustard seed. Anybody watching that scene through ordinary eyes and using conventional categories would have seen the end of Christianity in Africa. But we walk by faith and not by sight. Today, 500,000 African Christians descend upon Namugongo on June the 3rd, for the festive liturgy celebrating the feast day of Charles Luanga and his companions. Today, Christianity is the fastest growing religion on that continent. Soon there'll be 400 million Christians on a continent which a century ago had almost none. We walk by faith and not by sight, which is why we can see growing from a mustard seed this great tree under which the birds of the air make their home Mother Teresa left the relative comfort of her convent behind high walls in Calcutta and walked out into the streets of the worst slum in the world. I saw it. I was there filming for our series. Living on her own, barely five feet tall, exposed to the elements and the vagaries of fortune, she looked like a hopeless case. Anyone seeing her with ordinary eyes at that time, using conventional categories, would have written her off. But we walk by faith and not by sight. Soon enough, she attracted followers who established her order in Calcutta, and then they spread all over India, and then to Venezuela, to Rome, to New York, to London. She said, if there are poor people on the moon, we will go there too. Mustard seeds grow into a great tree where the birds of the air make their nests. Here's the point, I think, Christians. Never give up on God. Never allow yourself to be determined solely by what ordinary perception tells you. Rather, look with the eyes of faith and see what God is up to as these mustard seeds grow into great trees. Walk by faith and
0: not by sight. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Word on Fire. My prayer is that each of us may be on fire with love for God and neighbor. Until next week, I pray that God will bless you and those you love.